Optimal circadian health helps people struggling with fatigue, rainfall, crashes, and other nagging symptoms finally reclaim their energy and health without relying on endless supplements, lab testing, and restrictive diets. I'm Dylan Peckis, MD, and this podcast answers one question. How can you reclaim your energy levels and health even if you feel you've tried everything? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe and review our podcast. Hey everyone, it is Dr. Dylan Peckis with Optimal Circadian Health, and today we're going to go from, I mean, the usual discussion, and we talk a lot about fatigue and all these components, but IBS, right? Inflammatory, irritable, well, it's really irritable, but it's also inflammatory, but irritable bowel syndrome here, and exhaustion, because a lot of times people have both, and there's a big reason for that obviously for the obvious reasons if you're having all these issues all the time it's hard to sleep you're having pain can't eat foods you're going to have exhaustion but what really is going on at that deeper cellular level and this is something that is so important so we have so many people that come to us with gut issues of whether they think it's leaky gut or ibs or they have no idea what's going on they just eat something and feel like they have a massive rock just sitting inside of their stomach. And the surprising thing is that it is really all just different faces of the same thing at the core here. And that's what we're gonna dive in here today. And it's gonna be fun. We're gonna clear a lot of the, the myths out of the way of what's, you know, what can help, what can be a temporary measure, a superficial symptom addresser, but at the end of the day is not getting to the core issue here. Then we're gonna show you what's really going on from this powerful perspective that we have around your mitochondria and how your body is designed to work as this beautiful symphony and then of course we're going to show you what you need to be focusing in on instead but first disclaimer time here so i'm not your doctor this is not medical advice this does not replace any one-on-one relationship with a physician i'm not your doctor always talk to your licensed healthcare provider about any decisions you want to make with your health and this is all for educational purposes only or is my opinion so there you go there's the fun part out of the way now for the real fun part let's really dive into a point of where we're able to see okay here's what you may be thinking about doing for your ibs what you may already be doing and is that really something you want to be focusing in on let's bust up some myths here so the Big, big point here is that diet supplements and probiotics, yes, probiotics are not the fastest way to help out with IBS. That may be surprising and I'm glad it is because so many times people with IBS, they become this walking, talking encyclopedia of all the foods that they can or cannot eat. What's gonna give them that reaction? They go into a restaurant. Is this gluten-free? Is there any corn or soy in this? And, and it just becomes this massively restrictive mess of where, yes, if by the time you're watching this right now, I mean, coronavirus is still a thing, but going out to restaurants, you might as well not even bother. Or you're that person who's always having to have yeah, your family food or whatever your partner's gonna eat, and then you have your own meal over there because you cannot eat like normal people eat. And it's something that is obviously frustrating. Obviously, 
I mean, of setting as well, because food should be one of the, the most fun parts of life here. Let's be honest, being able to enjoy something, be able to go out to a restaurant, not have to worry so much about it. And of course, being able to avoid these times where you eat something and you feel like literally someone is stabbing you right in the middle of your stomach. And then you're laying there or having to go home, leave early, be in pain. And, and then of course, especially with IBS, when you're having to run off to the bathroom all the time, middle of work, how many more times can you take a bathroom break before someone's going to ask you, well, what the heck is going on? And so it's a really embarrassing thing that you want to be able to properly address. And this is why I want to talk about many of the things you might be doing already, because it's all not golden, sunshine, rainbows, and, and unicorns here. So one of the, the big things in covering this is the food itself. Now, to understand this a little bit better, we're going to talk about food sensitivities first of where you get your big profile, you get like your, you know, you get your greens, your yellows and your reds for what you can and cannot eat. And you may already have your own personal list, your own diary of what's killing you inside. And so many of our clients on our initial breakthrough call, they're coming in and telling me I can eat like 10 foods and that's it. But these foods I have, I blow up, I get uh, itchy. I start to get, you know, flush, which is obviously more of a histamine reaction, but people have the other thing. But where I eat this, it's either going to lead me down the constipation road or the, the diarrhea mode, depending on what sort of modality or type of IBS you have, and leading into a place of where, okay, my gut's not working. Maybe what I'm putting in it is the culprit, which is half true. Obviously, if you're eating garbage, garbage in, garbage out. But the food sensitivity itself is actually not the real issue. It's not all these foods. We'll get into FODMAPs next, don't worry. But having the diarrhea, having the constipation or this pain that comes with it, it is not the foods themselves. It is your body reacting to the food. And now you just thought, Dylan, you literally just told me it's not food sensitivities. What the heck are all these somatics and this rhetoric that you're doing? It's so confusing. Stop it. Okay, let's keep it simplified. Yes, the foods will go in there. Say you have a sensitivity to sweet potato, whatever. You get that, you know, the IG, whatever on your lab there. And then, okay, why is your body reacting to it? Is it because sweet potato is inherently bad for you? No. It's because there's this leaky gut going on, and we're gonna break that myth down next. There's leaky gut, an overactive immune system, and then this is gonna cause massive dysfunction in your gut. Because when we think about the immune system throughout your body, a massive chunk of it is in your gut. It's in the GALT, okay, the gut-associated lymph tissue, G-A-L-T. Whenever we talk about these terms or things that you didn't quite catch, may want to jot those comments down in the notes that'll really help things stick for yourself maybe come back to this or others as well really helpful to have that there now when you're having these sensitivities your immune system is coming in and it's overactive why is that is it because you're you know you have something wrong with you it's just how you are you need to take more of th1 or th2 support no because your body should be able to have the T regulatory cells be able to properly regulate 
the Th1, Th2, all of the other cells there. And when it's not, this is when it's reacting to the wrong stuff. And that's when these seemingly benign foods that you were fine with five years ago are now something that's having you head to the toilet four, five, six, seven, eight times in a few hours. Because then that massive immune inflammatory response in there is gonna be something that has a massive ripple effect. So obviously it makes sense. Take out this trigger, but really the problem is the thing being triggered, okay? Think of yourself like a grumpy old man. You're, you're grumpy. Anyone who walks on your lawn, whether it's a Girl Scout, whether it's someone trying to rob your house, whether it's someone trying to come to your house with one of those big obnoxious checks, like you just won a million dollars, you're gonna find something wrong with it because you're a grumpy old dude. You're all cantankerous. And you're gonna be that person who you get the check and be like, oh man, this thing's huge. Am I gonna have to take this into the bank? This isn't gonna fit in the ATM. Oh man, really? Do I gotta pay taxes on this? Oh man. That's how your immune system is of where things that should have been benign or even great are now constantly setting and triggering it off. So when you get the food sensitivity testing, it's not telling you about the foods, it's telling about your immune system being this overactive thing because your body lacks the proper energy and coordination in your immune system to calm all of that down. So until you do that, just removing foods, it's just like placing this old cantankerous man in a sensory deprivation tank of where He's not really doing anything with anyone, doesn't have anything to get upset about, but he'll find it eventually. And that's why so many folks with IBS that we work with, it's not just IBS, it's also autoimmune. It's also mast cell activation syndrome, another part of the immune system going haywire. See how this is all coming together. And that's why you'll go through all the diets. Just like one of our clients on her breakthrough session, she was telling us, oh yeah, so, I've done keto, carnivore, autoimmune, paleo, um, the walls protocol, all these different things. And you know, obviously the FODMAP diets, all that, but still having these gut issues, massive bloating, feeling like she's six months pregnant when she's not, and just her food babies look like actual babies. Kind of funny, but really honestly not. Because when you're wanting to show up, even if people don't notice it, it is that place of where you hate, you know, having just to feel that way around other people. And that's why you'll spend so much money on the testing, on the foods, on the probiotics, and not getting anywhere. And the cost of that is just something that racks up and racks up over years. But it's not really the investment in that that's the problem. It's not getting the result. And, and that's why that can be so frustrating. That's why you'll move to something, like, you know, a FODMAPS diet. And this will link together with we're going to dive into the microbiome in a second because the other big myth here, FODMAPs, essentially things, you know, fructans, oligosaccharides, monosaccharides, all that stuff that once given to your microbiome causes it to expand in a bad way. That's part of the bloating. You're feeding your gut, the bacteria stuff. They're producing gas as part of their own metabolism because they have their own engines, and then they're making you bloated. And also many times making things not work as they should. And that's why, yes, a FODMAP diet can be helpful. But again, why is your microbiome, again, this thing that's gonna be triggered, like this big 
balloon. Because a match is not a problem unless you have a stick of dynamite like right next to it. The same exact thing for your gut microbiome of where we have people who, um, you know, when we're working with them, they're telling us, oh, yeah, I've had a fecal transplant. I've had all this testing. I take 10 probiotics. Whoa. And we're able to get them to a normal level of gun function without all of that stuff. Because that's what happens when your body's back in a natural place. And so the FODMAPs, yes, is something that can be a, a tempering measure, but how many of you have already done that? I mean, it's pretty simple. Look it up. I mean, it's not the, the best diet in the world, taste-wise. And it, it's just another thing where you're closing things on your life and not actually seeing anything open up. And now having to be this person constantly checking. And other people are asking, like, okay, well, can you eat this? Can you? And it, it, it just symbolizes how you're these illnesses we're not able to fix this completely take away and rip you from the quality of your life. And connecting the FODMAPs to the gut microbiome here, because probiotics. Now, I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, you can have clinical research that says adding more of these species does this, and you know, if these species are associated with that. I get it. I get it. And it seems so complicated, but it's really simple. Because one, taking probiotics on end is going to be very expensive endeavor. Two, very, very few of them get into that place, but your gut and have an effect. But the other thing is when we think about the biggest factors for your gut microbiome, guess what? It's not actually the things going in your mouth and into your gut. It's the environment that you're living in, how you're going about your life. One of the best examples, they'll study tribes out in the bush, out in Africa, has a, um, oh geez, what are the, I forget, the milk people. Anyway, Hadza. And essentially, these folks are really out there hunting. They are climbing up trees to get honey. But also some of them, they'll go to the city and back. Some of them are just in the city. And when they've analyzed, and this would all be researched by um, Robert Leach, PhD. And essentially, when you look in there at the poop, that is, what they eat is not the biggest factor. They gave these people sugary sodas. They gave them antibiotics. They gave them nothing but junk food. They gave, they allowed them to eat nothing but their natural diet. The biggest factor was none of those things going in their mouth, but it was where they're going into the city or there's someone who's living in the city or someone going back and forth or someone being out in the, the bush. And then the bigger variations actually came from changes in the seasons and all of that with the, you know, the rainy dry sort of fluctuations. So this should tell you something, tell you something big. Because when you put someone on a 14 day course of antibiotics and their gut microbiome doesn't change at all, because there's all these other different factors that they're being exposed to, that should get the gears turning in your mind of how you're not dressing those other environmental factors for you. Because you can throw all those probiotics out there or blame it all on antibiotics, but your body should have been in a robust place from the start and not having gone down this down spiral of being so fragile. And your microbiome is fragile because this is something we'll get into next, but your gut microbiome is a reaction to your own cells. I know a lot of people do that. Oh, but the microbiome does this to your body and your body does this to that. It's, it's much more unilateral than your, your choices in your body itself 
will determine how that microbiome is able to operate. Just like the microbiome in your mouth, you choose to brush your teeth, it's gonna be way different than otherwise. No, you're not gonna have a microbiome that tells your brain to brush your teeth. That's just not how that works. So that's why when we're really viewing about these, these gut microbiome issues, it's not where you wanna focus. Where we've even had people who, they come to us, they're exhausted, have IBS, massive gut pain, they bounce around from functional medicine doctor to doctor to doctor for 18 months, two weeks with us, well, actually not 18 months, the person I'm thinking about was 15 years. 15 years, has not pooped normally in 15 years. Two, three weeks with us, celebrating on one of our group Q&As, hey guys, I had a normal poop. That's what we celebrate in our group <laughs> in terms of sharing our updates and our, and our victories here. And, and that's what's possible when you're not just throwing more antibiotics and obsessing about food. The other big piece of this are these supplements. And I'll actually bring up, you know, the list of this. Oh, and I brought this up here. So I guess my poop emoji didn't transfer over. So supplements aren't really something that's going to be tremendously helpful either. And why is that? It's the same thing as probiotics of where you're putting these things into a system where it's vitamin C, cucumin, um, and there's a lot of antioxidants as well. They're trying to address the inflammatory aspects or herbs try to modulate the gut microbiome. But what did we already say about that? It's something that isn't gonna have that big of an effect because you're still working at the, the branch of the problem, not the root of the actual enterocytes and all the things going inside of there and you in the broader context of your life, just like the, the Hadza. So supplements, again, tempering measure of where we have so many people come in, gut issues, IBS, they're on these 10 supplements. Keep most, keep half of them or whatever, take half of them off, no changes, oh, surprise. And then at the point of where they're on none, none of these supplements. So, and then of course, the last piece, which should really go without saying, but I'll say it anyway, the stress reduction that you'll get these holistic, you know, programs, that's not really what you need to be looking for in this brain gut connection because it's meant to be this massively communicating thing where it's able to send a signal and get it right back. But when you're just doing stress reduction, it's just something that quiets the signal down. It's not something that allows you to send a signal from your gut to your brain and be able to allow these natural processes to happen. Okay, it just calms things down. Doesn't restore the function, which has been lost if you have IBS, because when you have IBS, it's, you know, you aren't able to have the proper synchrony of your gut, of where it's not coming out, constipation, it's coming out too fast, diarrhea, everything's not working as it should. And a big part of that is the nervous system inside of your gut. So if it's just reduced, there's stress, yeah, you may get a little bit more out of this nervous system trying to work in there, but it's not gonna restore its function. It's just gonna reduce the decay of it. So this is why all of these things, this is why some people will stay with IBS, exhaustion, other issues as well, because these are all things that are just at the surface. So yeah, you can go ahead and do these, but do you wanna be here? Or do you wanna be at a place of where you can have your life back now? So if you do, then let's dive into what's really going on. So the big point of what's really going on here is that IBS is a system-wide communication failure that devastates your gut first and then your microbiome second. 
you may want to write that one down. Why is it? I mean, it's important. That's why I said it. Because the biggest issue with your gut, IBS, is actually neither of those. It is actually your mitochondria inside of your enterocytes. So follow me through here. Your gut is one of the most metabolically active tissues in your entire body, bar none. Those cells turn over every three days. Every single time you eat, it is like this massive galactic battle of biochemistry in your gut microbiome, your enterocells, fuel's going this way, gas is going this way, it's light everywhere, it's crazy. It requires a lot of energy to fuel that, just like a galactic cruiser will need some I have no idea. Is it on obtainium? Is that what they use to fuel those? I, I don't watch a lot of movies. But either way, when you don't have mitochondria functioning properly inside your enterocytes, they're not able to work as they should. They're not able to process the fuel as they should. And one of the biggest things that will go on, and this is where the really fun thing, because your microbiome and your mitochondria and your enterocytes, those are your gut cells, they have one common goal to produce the proper amount of protons. That's your little H plus, my friend. And that is something that will help regulate the metabolic processes, the absorption and the assimilation of nutrients, all that stuff. So when your mitochondria aren't able to keep up the, the proton flux, microbiome is gonna kick in. And guess what? When, as it's trying to kick in, as the protons are not at the right level, that's when other species are able to come through all those problematic species where, you know, you've seen it on your on your little poop panel where it's like, oh, this is high, this is high, this is high. That's why that happens. And as that does, that's when you've got a bad gut microbiome, all right? But again, it stems from the mitochondrial side because you can shove in those probiotics as much as you want. You can avoid the FODMAPs as much as you want that microbiome is still gonna be something that is gonna keep being reproduced because the core problem is the mitochondria. That's how it works. Here's the other cool thing about what's really going on. Your body will do everything it can to defend the mitochondrial function. It absolutely will, okay? Like literally, it will shut you down, that's what a crash is. It will sacrifice the function of certain organs, like your gut. That's what's going on. It will also lead to leaky gut. That's a really important thing I just said. Bad mitochondria equals leaky gut. Baseline, baseline there. So with that, why, why, why? And why does Dylan keep saying why? Just tell me. Leaky gut allows for the assimilation of DNA and RNA from whatever you're eating and the bacteria and viruses on it to be able to enhance the epigenetic expression of your enterocytes and their mitochondria. Take a deep breath, because that was a lot. What that means is that when you have more genetic material available, think of the epigenetics or the expression of not only the DNA, but all the products from it. It's like a dealer at a casino. If you have one card 
and I'm just looking around for a, a deck of cards. I don't think I have any. But essentially, if you have like three cards, you only have three options. And you're very limited. But if you have a full card, you can keep looking through for the exact one that you need because you have more variety there. And that will enhance your ability. You know, say if you're at the poker table and you're you're cheating and you have a deck of cards, you're like, okay, where's that? I need an ace. Okay, I need a seven. You're able to look through your deck here and then play the one that you need. That's what epigenetics is. And that's why Liga happens. Why the heck else would there literally be a protein zonulin that causes those enterocytes to open up? It's to enhance that uptake. Now, of course, there's going to be a little bit of a sacrifice in this way because now other things are getting through those foods from before, food sensitivity, gluten as well. And that's right, gluten is not the real issue. There's other problems with the wheat containing products we can get into, but gluten by itself, those Hatza, they're able to eat them. No changes in their gut function, no changes in their microbiome because their mitochondria and their enterocytes were bust. Those tight junctions, nice and tight, no issues in there whatsoever. And that's why you need to be able to focus in on those mitochondria there because those are the, yeah, they're big thing going on. The other thing, there's so many things, aren't there? Is the light. Come to the light, my friend. So what do I mean by this? What the heck am I talking about? There may be something on one of your lab panels if you're one of those fancy lab IBSers. Beta-glucuronidase. What is that? Essentially, it's a it's like a modified polyphenol, which well, it looks like a hexagon sort of thing. And this is something that absorbs light inside of your gut. Why am I talking about this? No one, no, no one do any of that perunium sunning. Don't get a flashlight and put it in your mouth. Don't do any of that. Because your gut microbiome, because it's bacteria, you know how bacteria can bioluminesce? Go look it up, they glow. It's because those eukaryotes and prokaryotes will actually emit certain frequencies of light. And that's supposed to be an additional signal from your gut microbiome to your enterocytes. But when you have leaky gut, when you have bad mitochondria and then bad membrane integrity because of that, the light from your microbiome is not able to project properly onto your enterocytes. As a result, because remember, your microbiome and your gut cells will always try to work together to get the job done, your gut microbiome will produce more beta-glucuronidase to make more of these substances that will capture the light. It's almost like, imagine a, a movie screen, there's a hole in it, you're gonna try to patch it up. That's what beta-glucuronidase is. So if you see that high, that means you're having that massive disruption in cell signaling between microbiome and your, your gut here. And again, it's not the microbiome fault. It's not only the mitochondrial issue inside of the gut cells. It's also how the whole system is communicating. Because I know this episode is predominantly about IBS and how if you're not absorbing water at the right time, that's going to be diarrhea. If you're absorbing too much water, that's going to be constipation. If you have motility issues, that'll affect blood flow, pain, all of that. But this is really very largely also for all gut issues here. Whether you have GERD, whether you, you always have indigestion, it's not IBS. So why, how can that be? So your GI tract is meant to be this very sophisticated machine that's supposed to do the right things at the right times, you know, your esophagus and your pyloric, those, those sphincters, which essentially those are the gates from your esophagus to your stomach, and then there's another 
gateway there known as the sphincter that is then the gateway from stomach to your small intestine those are all meant to properly be open or closed at the right time it's supposed to be this really really good system but it doesn't always work well and sometimes people will have leakier sphincters in your esophagus at the end of your stomach at the pylorus there and then that will change the amount of oxygen getting through will lead to things like SIBO or fungal overgrowth because your gut is meant to have very little oxygen and as you start introducing more and more of this oxygen you're gonna have some problems this is then providing fuel for other things that shouldn't be taking off in growth like I mentioned with small like the SIBO and fungal growth as well you introduce oxygen that is literally fuel to the fire and then whatever foods you're eating on top of that it's going to burn up and be in a place of where that microbiome just expands in that sense and then the other thing because this is the oxygen going in because your gut is literally like this metabolic furnace you have fuel that's the wood you have oxygen coming in that's the oxygen outside and then the, the other component is think of when you're fanning air onto a fire if you fan at a proper rate the fire will build and build and build okay and if you fan faster it'll build more now if you fan too much it'll go out obviously so with that a lot of times the blood flow to your gut is also off so if you're someone who's having gut pain like with IBS or other gut issues here that is going to be something that then is going to intensify the issue because it's going to be either fanning it faster because the blood flow is too fast or it may be something where it's too slow and all the fuel is going to build up and that will actually expand the bacteria even more all while you're not getting the nutrients things are piling up gut pain is being caused because when there's not blood flow to something protons here we go protons again will start to build up and be a part of the pain that develops it's like you know people have heart attacks people also have gut attacks i know it sounds crazy but we, we had one woman who on her initial breakthrough session her biggest problem was the, these gut issues she had some exhaustion obviously from these gut issues waking her up in the middle of the night and just causing her to just be miserable not just miserable i mean seriously she was someone who she would be in so much pain through all the systemic inflammation in her body starting as part of her gut but really her mitochondria of where when she would try to make dinner she'd be in so much pain put there on the table and then have to crawl off into bed because she was so exhausted and having this mass of these gut attacks and she's been to you know all the different doctors and supplements and all that and when we were able to work with her, the gut pain went away and away, even if she wasn't like, oh yeah, it's definitely fatigue, adrenal fatigue, all that stuff. She's like, I have gut pain. I'm exhausted, just broken. And I knew when I was watching some of your videos, I was like, okay, there, there's something different here. And that's what let her know that like this was something where <laughs> when she was able to relieve this gut pain, open up her diet and having that time where she was back, back to the woman that her husband married and really being able to have that moment where she's out there outside with in nature and him walking up there and saying, wow, this was all worth it. This journey of, yes, finding so many things that fail, but being able to connect with people that can finally fix it 
because we're working on these fundamental issues here where her system, her blood flow is now optimized and bringing her to a level where the pain's not there, the microbiome's shifting to the right place, and she's shifting into a better place. And it's not just the air, it's not just the blood flow, it's also all the secretions as well. Could be bile. This is why a lot of people, they, they eat fat, they feel worse. The bile is not being dumped off at the right time. Could be pancreatic secretion as well. That's when you're that person who's on all these different enzymes because your body's not squirting them out at the right time. And then again, it becomes this problem of where you have fuel sitting around. It's not being burned in your enterocytes furnace. It's now in the open fire pit of your gut microbiome. Gut microbiome is going wrong. And then that's pretty much the story that keeps going on. And this is why when you try to just go for the microbiome, you just don't get anywhere. So that's why the really the, the summary of this section here, again, it's the mitochondria in your gut, they're failing. And your body's doing everything it can to bring it back together. Your microbiome is trying to make up for these lack of protons and poor mitochondrial function. Leaky gut is kicking in as well. But even so, with the mitochondria failing, not just that energy dynamic of the real root issue, but also your body not being able to work all together in this synchronous fashion. Because the other one that this is reminding me to, to mention here is also this, we talk about brain gut, but we wanna be more specific. It's the gut platelet blood brain barrier brain axis. It's not as catchy, I'll admit it. It's just not, it's kind of long. But what that means, your gut is designed to get certain biogenic amines. Fancy term, but serotonin is one of them. Serotonin goes into your platelets in your blood, okay? It gets absorbed. Those platelets will stand at the blood-brain barrier, and then it will dump off that serotonin and go across the blood-brain barrier. And that'll be in your neurons. It'll make certain things, like it'll, it'll, will maintain itself as serotonin, help you have a good mood. And that's why when you're missing that so many times, IBS exhaustion, depression. Not only depression of where your life is being near a toilet while you're trying to work and going back and forth or having to miss out on your kids' events or when someone invites you to something, you have to say no because you know either the food's gonna be a problem or you're not sure where the nearest bathroom is gonna be. And so when you're dealing with that and then having low serotonin in your brain because this axis is off, that's when things are awful. But then the other big piece is that no serotonin up there, no melatonin either. Low melatonin not only is gonna hurt your sleep, but it prevents your mitochondria from healing. And when those are not healing, none of this is getting better. So that's why I want to bring it to what you need to be doing instead. So the big thing to focus in on here is that you need to get your body back into alignment and then turbocharge those mitochondria, turbocharge that healing in being able to be in this space of where it's all coming together, all groovy. That was probably the weirdest way I could have said groovy. So the, the, the first big step of this is to stop messing around and wasting your time with your microbiome. Just stop it. Mainly the probiotics, okay? It's just, 
we've had so many people who they don't change anything of their probiotics. They stop their probiotics. We get their rhythm into alignment based on what's going on for them. And that's when someone goes from someone who spent like more money on probiotics than most people spend on a car, now over 15 years of course, to being able to be at a point of where he's having normal bowel movements every day, they're nice and shaped, won't show you a picture of them, just let you believe me. But being able to be in a space of where he like, recognizes like this has been going on for so long. It's clear like all those old ways which are just variations of the same thing are just not getting anywhere. And being at a point of where, yes, now I want to be able to fix this because enough time has gone by and I want to be able to look forward to the next 50, 60 years of my life knowing I can be out there on the golf course without having to worry about which hole has the bathrooms. I can be out there with my grandkids, run around and never have to have that moment where I'm like, okay, got to go to the bathroom. But instead, being able to be out there, have fun, that's what happens when you stop giving so much of your focus and attention to things that are giving you the least return on your investment in both time, money, and effort. And so that's the, the first thing. Now, caveat, your diet. Don't go to like junk land. That's when you're in this lower level function, having a bad diet sets you back, but having a great one keeps you the same, really. So I want to make that clear. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, you don't, you know, we don't diet. You don't need diet. You, you can just eat French fries. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, you could, the other principles are powerful enough to give you improvements, but if you want to be able to have the right fuel and as your engine's coming back to be able to take advantage of both of those, that's what you want to be doing. So I still encourage you to eat a good diet. And we're still able to find people like, okay, you need, based on what you've told us and what's going on with you, you need to be including more of these nutrients because these will enhance those functions. Now, the other big piece here that's going on is getting your that GI system and brain gut into alignment here because once the the sphincters are having the right tone at the right time of day based on when you're eating and what you're eating as well that's when the oxygen levels are nice and good and when the oxygen is good this gut microbiome all those things that have overgrown now they're dying off now you eat there's no bloating when you eat there's not this knot in your stomach because you're having the right oxygen in there because oxygen will affect local metabolism and the gases produced by local metabolism will then affect the blood flow through those regions. That's how you're able to get rid of the gut pain. That's how you're able to eat something and you're fine <laughs> because the gases, oxygen, CO2, even carbon monoxide, hydrosulfide, they'll all be properly in the right amounts and that will match up blood flow accordingly. And then the other piece of that, because it's just not the GI system where, yes, the sphincters are working, bile, pancreatic secretions, all working at the right time. Now, then all those gates from your gut to your blood, to your platelets, blood brain barrier, and your kidneys as well, might as well throw that in there. It's able to make sure that the right amino acids, the right biogenic amines are getting to the right places. So serotonin is getting to your brain. Now, dopamine metabolism is optimized as well you're able to be in a space of where you can be concentrated. Well, mental clarity, having, being able to concentrate, not turning into a juice or boiling you down and being concentrated like that, but being able to have this mental clarity and get rid of this exhaustion and brain fog, as well as the gut issues. And then guess what? That's when you're sleeping good. That's when serotonin, melatonin, better sleep, 
obviously a better mood, being able to wake up and be like, whoa, okay, this is great. What happened here? And being in a space of where you know that your body's healing and you know it each and every single time you eat something, it's fine. And then here's the cool part. When you're able to bring foods back in that you were thought thought were forever off the list, that's when you know you've made that progress. Because that melatonin going throughout your entire body at night is causing all this healing to happen in the place, not only your gut, but guess what? Remember, we said long, long ago, the immune system here. Now your immune system is in a place of where it has enough energy to be properly regulated. It's not reacting to all these foods all the time. And now you can eat more food. You can go out to restaurants. You can be in a space of where you don't have to bring a forensic scientist with you. Because that's what happens when you really get everything to alignment. And then that's what then allows the engines to come back online, to be able to boost and be in a fashion of where not only do you have the energy for living your life, but also for healing as well. And be able to go from someone who has been suffering with IBS, exhaustion, all these other issues that I know you have, to being able to be in a space of where your gut's better, you're sleeping better, feeling better, and being able to know that your life is not going to be bound up by doctor's visits and lab testing and restrictive diets and eliminations and doing all these things that have some semblance of normalcy, but instead being able to do the most important things for you so you can have the most important things back in your life, whether that's certain recipes, whether that's you want to cheat every now and then, just have a freaking slice of pizza and be fine afterwards. Now, having pizza every day is not a sustainable strategy for health, let's just say it. It can be, but it not always will be for people. And being able to really know, like, you don't have to deal and mess around with stuff anymore. You can have your health and your life back because when you fix your gut, it's not because the gut is the key to everything, because when you fix your mitochondria and rhythms, gut gets better and everything else from there unfolds. And if that's what you want, I want to be able to help you out with that. And that's why we've set aside some time in the next 40 hours where we can chat about everything that's been going on for you and being able to help create that breakthrough for you. Because it is just so like important to be able to get the clarity of what's really going on in all these factors we talked about here today. How are your engines or mitochondria, how have they shut off? How is that showing up for you? you know, obviously, we talked about IBS here today, but being able to hone in and see exactly what those major issues are and how they need to be addressed. And when that's the case, then we can be able to see and set those goals for you, not just normal here. You being able to be out there in the silence, cheering and not worried about the bathroom at all. Being able to go on these bike rides and know that your gut's going to be just fine because those gut attacks are gone. That's what's so beautiful about the system. And as we go through the conversation, if we know it will work for you and we know you're a good fit, we will let you know and give you that information and show you what that looks like. You can always make that decision if you want to work with us. And if not, no worries. The breakthrough by itself is well worth it to the extent in your 45 minutes here. So what I want you to do is go to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. Go there. Pick a time from the calendar. It'll be 45, 60 minutes is all you'll need. And then you fill out a form. We call you at your time. And then we go on that breakthrough journey. We talk about what's working and what's not working and where your goals are because then it has to be like this road trip. 
Okay, it's not just one size fits all. We gotta be like, okay, here you go. Here's my long drawn out pitch. It's really being able to see, okay, what are your problems? Because that will dictate your solutions. And if we can't help, we will let you know. We never wanna be like all those other people out on the internet where they bring people in who they can't help and they fail them and then those people get tossed to the graveyard. No, we're here to help people achieve real clarity, real value and knowing what their next best steps are. And it's something that everyone deserves to have, especially you. So go to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. You'll see a beautiful calendar and a beautiful picture in the background. Pick a time that works best for you in the next few days and then fill out that form because that will really let us know Okay, what are the biggest things we need to hone in on? Is it IBS? Is it IBS and something else? How, like, where is that showing up? Where are these dominoes falling into place for you? And then being able to see, okay, those goals, how to get you there, and then we'll lay out those steps. But this is not for someone who is thinking, okay, oh, this is a simple, maybe, maybe they know some supplements that will help. I think you've missed the point. <laughs> this is for people who they know that their health is something that requires these big changes and big shifts in strategy and perspective. And if that's how you're willing to show up, coachable, and yes, you may have some skepticism. Rightfully so when you're basing that on the data of the past, but as someone who's all of our best clients, they have tried everything and they're like, no way is this gonna work. And then being able to let them know that yes, this will work for you if you're doing the work because that's how powerful it is for you and we will be able to take you by the hand and walk you through everything that you need that's when you get the transformation and that's what you deserve. So go ahead, grab your breakthrough call, optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk, and I'll see you there. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see your name on the calendar. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning into today's show. A brand new episode is released every week, so make sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and if you wanna see if you're fit to work with us, then head over to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. We'll get on the phone with you for 45 minutes and we'll get crystal clear on three things. What's really going on with your health, the goals you should be working towards in your healing journey, and the exact strategy to get there. Reclaiming your health does not happen without expert guidance. We've helped clients of all ages all over the world with all sorts of diagnoses who feel they've tried everything for decades finally get their lives back. So to see if we can help you do the same, then head over to OptimalCircadianHealth.com forward slash talk. I'm Dylan Peckus, and let's talk soon. This podcast is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease and does not equal or replace medical advice. Always consult with your physician and double check the validity of any suggestions on this podcast before changing your behavior. Content presented herein is the opinion of Dylan Peckus unless otherwise noted. This information is not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional and is not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the research and experience of Dylan Peckus. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional. Optimal Circadian Health, LLC, is neither responsible nor liable for misinterpretation, misuse, damage, loss, injury, or misunderstanding caused through the content presented.
Statements made on this podcast have not yet been evaluated by the FDA. Nothing presented should be understood as a recommendation that you should not consult with a medical or health professional to address your particular concerns. Your viewing, listening, sharing of this content, including implementation of any suggestions set out, does not create a physician-client or other professional relationship between you and the Optimal Circadian Health LLC or any of its professionals.